0: This morning I'd like to talk about unanswered prayers, unanswered prayers. How come when we pray for the sick, they don't recover? How come when we pray for a loved one to come to know Jesus and they don't come to know Jesus? How come when we pray for finances and the finances never seem to show up? And when we have those thoughts, the devil comes right in on those thoughts and he begins to tell us that God does not care for us, that God is not concerned about your little problems, that God is not on the throne, that God could care less about you, and that God does not answer prayer and some churches believe that there's no such thing as divine healing and they preach that lie. But I'm here today to tell you that God answers prayer. All the time. We as believers, when we pray, God answers. Now, sometimes he'll answer in a way that we really don't care about. Or we really don't think he's got it right. That God has made a mistake. But I'm here today to tell you that God does not make a mistake. That God is stick closer than any brother you've ever had. And God will answer your prayers. Your job was not to give up and keep trusting in him. Your job is to keep putting your faith in him. Your job is to keep saying, Lord, I haven't got the answer yet, but I'm not giving up. I'm going to pray till the answer comes. And when I began to ask those questions to the Lord, why don't you answer prayer, Lord? Sometimes when I pray... He took me to Isaiah chapter 55. And this was what the Lord said to me. Israel is in dire need of a Savior. They have walked away from God. Their country was in dismay. And they were praying. The Syrians have come in and taken their land and Took someone into captivity, and things were terrible there in Israel. And the prophet Isaiah says these words to all of Israel Isaiah 55, starting at verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found, call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. For his thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. I believe the reason God doesn't answer our prayers the way we think he should answer them is because it says here in Isaiah, his ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. The difference between God's thoughts and your thoughts is we we think in the earthly realm. We only pray and think about what concerns us, our little world, my people, my problems. They're all centered around what I know. But see, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His thoughts center around the whole universe. He is concerned about every detail throughout the world, and I don't know how he does it, but he does it well. He does it so good, it is perfect when we allow him to do it his way. We may pray, Lord, today I don't want any rain. I want to be dry when I come in, I want to be dry when I go out. I didn't bring an umbrella, Lord, so don't let the rain fall on my head. That's my prayer this morning. But the guy down the road who has a farm, he may be praying, Lord, let it rain. Let it pour. Let it come down, Lord, because I need the rain for my crops in the springtime. Now, who do you think the Lord's going to answer that prayer? I believe we're going to get wet on the way home. For his ways are higher than our ways. God knows best. And we must learn to, as we pray, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. When I pray for the sick, I always pray, Lord, you do the healing, you do the miracle, you get the glory. But if not, Lord, you've got a reason. I remember years ago... I was working in Old Town. I went to this lady's house and her husband was on a hospital bed right there in the living room. He had just come home, he was on hospice care. And she asked me to pray. And when I looked at him, you know how he, just before you go home to be with the Lord, you turn kinda of gray looking. That's the way this guy was. He was in a coma, he didn't know I was there. And I prayed, Lord, heal him in the name of Jesus. And I didn't have much faith. I figured, okay, next time I come back, he's gonna be gone for sure. And I went home, I fixed her furnace for him. I came back six months later, and this man answers the door. And I go, whoa, what happened? God happened. For his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And when I began to talk to him, he said all of a sudden the Lord just woke me up a couple of days later. So my wife she calls the doctor and the doctor says that's not possible. And she's saying, he's hungry, he wants some food. And he says, well, he gave her the excuse. Well, sometimes before people pass on, they rally, you know, they come out of their coma, and it won't be long now. And she goes, Doctor, should I feed him? Doctor, well, give him a little bit of soup or something, it won't be long. Sure enough, he ate the soup. That night, he ate his supper. The next morning, she calls the doctor again. She goes, You won't believe he's still alive. He's still alive. And the doctor goes, well, you know how it is. Sometimes they rally and they can last for two or three days, but don't worry. Hospice care will help you through this transition period. So she fed him breakfast the next day. And she said every day he got better and better and better. And she stopped calling the doctor because Dr. Jesus moved in that room. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. God is concerned about every little detail in your life. And you may be here this morning and say, God, I've been praying about this situation for a long time, but the answer has not come and the word of the lord for you today is you hold on. You don't give up. You trust in him. We serve a mighty savior. We serve a mighty god. He does all things well. God wants the best outcome. See sometimes when we pray, we only see the little outcome in our life. Okay, lord, we want this to be done. But see God sees the whole picture. It says that he sees on high. He's in heaven looking down. And he sees the beginning from the end. And he knows the best way for you, the best way to get the glory, is to let him have his way. And God will have his way. And he will receive the glory. And it's the best outcome you could ever pray for. But we have to trust him, we have to hold on. We have to remember that his thoughts are not our thoughts. And his ways are not our ways. For God knows the best way to go. Isaiah 26.3 says this. The Lord will keep him in perfect peace whose mind stays on him because he trusts in him. See, a lot of times when we pray and we don't get the answer right away, we begin to lose our peace. We begin to wonder, God, do you hear me? Are my prayers just hitting the ceiling and stopping, Lord? Do you see my dilemma? And I'm here to say that as long as you put your hand in God's hand, He will bring a peace that surpasses all understanding. God will make a way where there seems to be no way, and he will bring peace to you. Philippians 4, 7 says this, The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. See, we need our hearts and we need our minds guarded because Satan comes in like a roaring lion. He comes in to destroy, to kill, to lie to you. To tell you that miracles are no longer possible. That God doesn't really care about America. He's moved on to a different country. And I'm here today to tell you that's not true. God cares for you. And he wants the best for you but you have to trust him with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. See, because Satan comes in with his main taxes. He comes in with fear. He comes in with doubt. That's why we have to guard our hearts. We have to guard our minds because as he comes in like that, we have to realize, Satan, you're a liar. I know what the Word of God says. And I trust what God says, not what you say, because you can never tell the truth. So when those things come into your heart, when they come into your mind, you stand up and say, well, Satan, this is what the word of God says. And you tell him that he's a liar. And you stand on that rock, Jesus Christ, and you can make him flee from you in the middle of the night. Because that's when he seems to do his best work, when we're laying in our bed and we're wondering, Lord God, are you ever going to answer my prayer? And I'm here today to tell you that God will answer your prayer. And it might not be exactly like you want, but his ways will be perfect. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, transform your mind. In other words, change your mind. Get your mind off stinking thinking and on God's thinking. Have His thoughts, His ways. Stop thinking those terrible thoughts, they stink. Begin to think how God thinks. And you'll be amazed what God can do. And then you'll be able to pray that prayer like He says when he taught his disciples how to pray, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My will. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for God's will. And I don't know why sometimes we pray for people and they pass away anyway. The only thing I know is God has a plan. God has a better purpose than what I thought would be the outcome. As long as I keep thinking on what God thinks, I realize it's okay. God, you do all things well. You don't make a mistake. When you answer prayer, it is the only way that will bring you glory, and it is the best way to answer that prayer. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Then it says his ways are higher than our ways. I don't know about you, but my way is, what's the fastest way to get through this problem? What's the easiest way? What's the least painful way, Lord, for me to get through this problem? That's how I pray. Because that's what I want. I want the easy way, the fast way, the less painful way. That's what I want. But what does God want? Our prayer needs to be, Lord, not my way, but your way. Lord, you lead me wherever you want me to go, and I will go. And sometimes, Lord, you lead me down a road that I do not want to go, but I'm willing to go that road with you because you are with me every step of the way, for you will never leave me, you will never forsake me. And sometimes when we think about doing things our way, we begin to use our minds. And we begin saying, okay, I can solve this. I can fix this problem. I know exactly what to do. We begin to step out on our own faith and our own walk. And what happens? Destruction. Loss. When we try to do things our own way. Because we begin to be out of the will of God. Don't ever leave the will of God. When you pray, when you fast, when you ask God for something, you say, Lord, I'm going to do things your way, the right way, because His way is always the best. His way is always right. His way is always true. His way is always perfect. The perfect way. So we have two choices. Do you want your way? Are the perfect way and when Isaiah began to talk to the people in Israel he began to tell them that your way is a terrible way look what's happened you have gone your own way look at your country look at your people look what you have done now let's turn back to God and watch God move watch God do the work and you'll be amazed. It says in Psalm 19, verse 7, it says, The way of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making the wise simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. So God's way is perfect. It's refreshing. It's trustworthy. It's right. It's enlightening. His way is amazing. So which way do you want to go? I don't know about you, but I want to go God's way. I want to do things His way. And the only way I can do that, I have to surrender my way to Him. And when I, when I surrender my ways, my thoughts, God takes over, and I'm amazed what he can do. We need to surrender ourselves to him. And that's what Isaiah was telling the people of Israel. You have to surrender yourself. You have to find God while he is near. You've got to ask God to pardon you. You've got to ask God to take your life just like it is and then cleanse you from all righteousness and then God will move on you and when you pray you will pray exactly how God wants you to pray. As Isaiah said as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways. In Acts 20, Paul writes these words. Paul finally got it right. He realized that God's way is always the best way. And Paul writes, and now I'm compelled by the Holy Spirit I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will will happen to me. I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit has warned me that prison and hardship are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus Christ has for me. A task of testifying the good news of God's grace. What a prayer. Paul knew that if he went to Jerusalem, it was not going to be easy. Prison, hardship, rejection, all those things were going to happen to him. But what did Paul say? Lord, no matter what, I'm with you. Your ways, not my ways. See, Paul could have said, "No, Lord, I'm not going to Jerusalem. I'm going to stay here in Ephesus. I'm going to get back on a boat and go visit the other churches that are around. But Paul knew that his goal in life was to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with whoever he came in contact with. And if you read the rest of Acts, you see where all those things came true. Paul was put in prison. Paul was beaten. Paul was ridiculed. But yet, he did the task God laid before him without wavering, without even thinking about his own life. He said, I consider my life worth nothing. And God wants the same for you and for me. He wants us to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Just like when Jesus was in the garden and Jesus was praying, he came to that conclusion, God, not my will, but your will be done. The cross was before him, the pain, the suffering. But see, Jesus saw beyond the cross. He saw beyond the grave. He saw you and me, and he realized that the only way I can save these people is I have to stay in the perfect will of God. And if we are going to make any difference in this world, we have to be exactly like Paul and say, Lord, no matter what you call me to do, I'm going to be willing to do it. No matter where you call me, Lord, I'm willing to lay down my life for you. And when you come to that conclusion, as a Christian, you realize that God can finally use you like he wants to. That your ways become his ways. And your thoughts become like his thoughts. And when you pray, God answers. Because you're praying exactly the way God would have you pray. Things get accomplished, people get saved, and God gets the glory. So this morning, are your ways like God's ways? Are your thoughts like God's thoughts? Are all your thoughts centered around you and your little world? You gotta get out of your world and get in God's world. Get into his word. And ask God, Lord, lead me, direct me. And if you're willing to do that, wow, your life will never be the same. See, because God just did not want you just to be saved. He wants you to be on fire for him. He wants your life to make a difference that when people come into your direction, come into your house, he wants... People know that you are different. That you stand on something that is solid, that does not give way. You stand on Jesus Christ, a solid rock. Because the world needs people like you and me that are willing to say, Lord, no matter how the world goes, I'm going to stand on your word. When we did a mission trip to Cuba years ago, it was amazing. Every one of those guys in leadership had gone to prison for their faith. Every one of them. The superintendent, the secretary, the assistant superintendent. It was almost like you could not get into the office unless you went to prison. And those guys all had the same testimony that when God took me to prison, they could not shut me up. I shared the gospel with every prisoner I could share with. And the government didn't like that, so the government released them, every one of them. He released them because they were causing so much trouble in the prisons. See, God has a plan. And his ways are always higher than our ways. And his thoughts are always higher than our thoughts. And my prayer this morning is that Harvest Church, we will get the mind of Christ, and we can all say, Lord, your ways are exactly like my way, and your thoughts are exactly what I'm thinking. That's what God wants.